0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is Baldi's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora and Odyssey Sports Original.
0: Welcome to the Week 15 edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. Coming to you courtesy of our friends at Odyssey. We're excited to talk ball with you guys as we do each and every week. I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. I promise it's not as hard as it uh, as you think. It's just like it sounds, and much easier is my main man Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. I know you guys all know that Twitter handle by now. We are here to guide you from Week 14 into Week 15. And this week's theme is separation because uh, Baldy and I are very like-minded on this. We feel like there are two teams in each conference that are starting to put themselves a notch above into their own sort of tier and breaking away from the muddled and jumbled uh, situations that are going on in the league this year where, um, yeah, anybody can beat anybody, and and yeah, it's parody, but I I think there are some teams that are starting to show that they truly – may have the pedigree and the resume and the stuff to get where everybody wants to go, which is the Super Bowl. We will touch on those four teams, and all of them play very intriguing games this week that we'll preview. We'll talk a little bit about the Monday night affair between the Rams and the Cardinals and what that means moving forward, and we'll save the worst for last. Uh, Maybe the worst game of the NFL uh, slate of the entire year coming up this week down in Jacksonville. Um, Some some. Difficult situations going on with the Texans and the Jags that we'll touch on, um, and obviously everything in the league right now um, is is at the mercy of COVID, Baldy, and yeah, it is. we're we're seeing teams competitively being affected to great degree uh, each and every week as we record this. Seventy five players added to the COVID protocol between Monday and Tuesday. Um, I'm sorry, added to the COVID list, reserve list, Monday and Tuesday alone. The numbers keep trending in a bad direction, and we're hopeful that the league and the PA, Baldy, coming out of these league meetings in Dallas might be able to tighten some things up here and try to guide this thing through the final month in playoffs.
1: Well, I think, you know, I thought the the league did a good job before Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago. Just saying how they were going to enforce the protocols. Um, because of the family gatherings and get-togethers and holiday weekends, and and I think they gotta they gotta continue those measures first of all um, to try to prevent these outbreaks. But I think they really have to put some teeth into it and enforce it. And just because we 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 have seen even last year, Jason, where you know we didn't miss any games last year, but we did play a game. Oh yeah, the Denver Broncos played a game a without quarterback. a quarterback last yeah. year. Now they were lax in their protocols in Denver and that caused it, but nonetheless, the league basically sent a memo I think last year. And I think that memo travels this year that we're going to play these games. We're playing all the games. We're not, we may have to move a game. We might have to, you know, change a day, but we're going to play these games. We're not going to put an extra bye weekend to try and shut this down. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. And so, you know, they, they kept the expanded rosters, the expanded practice squad rosters. And teams are just, you know, the Miami Dolphins without a healthy running back right now or right. COVID pre-running back. They're just going to have to find a way right now. And I and I, it's unfortunate, but I think that, you know, the severity of where we're at with Omicron and, and all yes. these variants and what's going on, especially during the holidays, it has to be enforced. It has to be taken serious. And, uh, and these teams that... Like Cleveland without Kevin Stefanski, they played a playoff game without him last year. They're going to have to move on and figure out another way.
0: Yeah, they are, and 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 um, this is something that we'll be chronicling here on a weekly basis because that uh, there's you start to look at some of these uh, uh, list of available players and who's on an active roster right now, and and certainly people are are compromised. Um, but Baldy, you and I agree that. Um, There's four teams that are are, seem to be pulling away from the pack two in each conference, Tampa and green Bay in the NFC, new England and Kansas city in the AFC. They all play, um, big games this weekend, games that might tilt things further in their favor. Should they prevail? Um, and, and we can start with the game that will be played on Thursday between the chiefs and the chargers, uh, I like what the Chargers have done the last few weeks, letting Justin Herbert air it out more, sending more guys into aggressive vertical routes and patterns to allow him to push the ball down the field more. Um, I think the defense has made some strides, although the the rush defense still um, gives me concerns, Baldy. But uh, I just don't know that, that they have the horses to keep up with the Chiefs team now that has really stabilized itself and 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 – honestly morphed into something better than we thought they could be because I think everyone would say the defense right now is better than anybody thought the defense was going to be back in September and the offense has come around and and maybe they are a juggernaut again
1: well Thursday night's going to be you know we talk about the separation I mean they can separate further and continue the win streak the Chargers will give them a good battle um They got Linval Joseph back inside. I mean, he makes a big difference. The the Giants were awful last week. They really presented no challenge whatsoever. Uh -uh. But I do believe, you know, that touchdown throw that everybody has watched multiple times. At the end of the um, half, are um, you kidding me? You know, that that throw, you just like go through the list of quarterbacks that can make that throw, that can (sighs) avoid the rush, take the hit from Lorenzo Carter, set his feet, throw it over the safety's heads and hit Guyton in stride. For that touchdown with 25 seconds to go in the half. I there's some teams with 25 seconds to go in the half. Jason, no, no matter what the score is, they're taking a knee and they're going in the tunnel. But yes. the Chargers, when you have a guy that has that kind of an arm, you have to take advantage of it. You have to take deep shots. And they did that Sunday without Keenan Allen. But Josh Palmer stepped up, Jalen Guyton stepped up, uh, you know, Donald Parham Jr. stepped up. Like they've got a deep receiving core. And so, even without their best receiver, they they lit the Giants up, which isn't a bad secondary. And so, I think the Chiefs will get tested. Uh, but I, I watch Kansas City play right now, and you know I'm, I'm looking up at, my, at one of my whiteboards here, and Steve Spagnola put his cover three um, chart up there for me. I've never taken it down. And when you watch them defensively, they can kind of do whatever they want to do. They've got pass rushers. Melvin Ingram is a great addition to this team. He's healthy. Frank Clark is is uh is really hell off the edge. They can put Chris Jones inside where he's can really be destructive, more destructive oh, I think yeah. than he is outside. You know, and then you look at all the linebackers that they have. They play them all. Willie Gay is healthy. He makes a difference. Nick Bolton is a young player that flies to the ball. And you look at how Tyron Matthew is playing. The guy is looking and lurking on every single play to make a play. And he did it, you know, he recovered a fumble, took an interception last Sunday against the Raiders. And they, I mean, they made the Raiders look like they just didn't belong in any division. Like they just took them apart. And so when you look at these teams that are separating Jason, you look at how consistent they are. I mean, the Raiders presented no challenge whatsoever on Sunday. And that's what you want to see happen when you're making a playoff run. Like you're just eliminating the competition. So, it's a great challenge on a short week. Um, you know, it's a rematch game from week three where the Chiefs turned the ball over four times and still, you know, had a great chance to yes. win the game at the end. Yes. Uh, and so that's how tight that was. But I, I, I look at Patrick Mahomes right now and I don't, you know, I, I don't care about the statistics at this point. When that guy doesn't like what he sees and he gets on the move, like he's more dangerous on the move when the play breaks down and they run scramble drills like they did on Sunday and they hit Tyreek Hill on third and 17 for 38 yards. Like that thats that worries teams more than the initial play call that the Chiefs run. Right. And so all those things combined, like I like the Chiefs on Thursday. I think the Chargers will be ready. They'll give them their best shot. I don't know the health of a couple of guys, you know, Derwin James or yeah. Keenan Allen. I'm not sure exactly, but, you know, regardless of who they play, Asante Samuel, I mean, the guys that didn't play last week, like I'm not sure if they're up this week or not yet, but, uh, you know, like Mike Davis played great. He's a good player for him. So uh, this this should really end all speculation if the Chiefs, you know, go in there uh, to SoFi on Thursday night and win this game. Well, and sticking with the COVID theme, Baldy, Chris Jones was
0: placed on the COVID list on Tuesday. I don't know how he could conceivably come back, you know, for a Thursday game. How how much more willing, if you're, you know Lombardi and the offensive staff there, are you willing to try to run Austin Eckler up the middle to try to see what's going on there? You know what I mean between the defensive ends because when Chris Jones was playing on the outside the first month of the season, some
1: teams found some joy on the inside. Well, I think that you know you have to look at the strength of this Chargers team, and if you look at Lindsley, filer and slater you know that left side Mm -hmm. i mean even last week against the giants i mean they hit they popped their big runs over the left side and i think you have to lean on that and you just and it's not nothing against Schofield or you know storm over there at right tackle um you know they're better on the left side and so you kind of go okay whoever the chiefs are going to put over there you know wharton or you know whoever it is um you know, I mean, I like I like the the Chargers matchups over there with those guys, the way that they play together, and the way that they can move bodies. Um, yeah, that's that that will be a fascinating
0: game, and Slater also on the COVID list. So, I mean, that's Ooh. what I'm saying. I mean, it's like I I hate to beat this drum, but like this is where we are, Baldy. You know what I mean? Like even handicapping these games is a little bit tricky because. These things are changing on an hourly basis, but that certainly should be a great way to kick off the week no matter what. Um the Patriots, the other team that's looking like they're going to be a, the the you know, the other power team in that conference. Uh they have a long winning streak themselves. They have great camaraderie, chemistry, mojo, whatever you want to call it, and they face another difficult opponent this week in the Indianapolis Colts. These teams, Baldy, like to get physical. These teams really kind of rely on their offensive lines to set a tone in their run game. Uh, this should be a fascinating matchup. And for me, Baldy, I wouldn't be shocked if the Colts win this game. Um, but that doesn't mean that I still don't think New England, when all's said and done, would be the better
1: team. The game is going to be fascinating because, you know, the, the Colts had a bye week and the Patriots are coming off 10 days from a Thursday night game. And so both teams are rested. Uh, They've had plenty of time to, you know, a guy like Quentin Nelson sure could use that ankle to get, you know, Mm -hmm. healed up a little bit better uh, to get some guys back. Last time I saw the Colts play, they pitched a shutout against the Houston Texans. Yeah. Um, They, you know, it it wasn't much of a challenge. But, you know, the challenge here is, and really the fun part uh, for a fan or an analyst like myself, is what do the Patriots do to Jonathan Taylor? like he's going to win the rushing title this year. Yeah. And he's so far out in front of anybody else. And they're they're a run first team and they they get the ball. And so what are the Patriots going to do is it just what we have seen physical play from the linebackers uh you know mercenaries up front on their defensive line like Christian you know Barmore who are just great yes. at two gapping. You know or is there something else that they have that can limit the big runs from Jonathan Taylor. And so that's you know, within the game, the the framework of the game, I want to see the strategy and how the Patriots play it. Um, Carson Wentz has had a great season by all measures, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming off a bunch of injuries preseason and during the season. Uh, he's done he's done a great job of taking care of the ball and making a lot of plays. Their go-to guy is Michael Pittman Jr. <laughs> yes. So is that a guy that they line up with J.C. Jackson and, and man up? Do they play zone? Uh, how do they defend Carson here? Like, I, you know, I think the Patriots have a chance to win their eighth in a row. But the Colts are going to present a great challenge. And when we talk about the separation that the Patriots play, it's the same thing with the Chiefs right now. Do they keep the winning streak going to make this separation even further of how much these two teams have basically separated themselves from the rest of the pack? Or do the Colts say, hey, don't forget about us? Right. So I think all those things are at play right now.
0: Yeah, um, this this will be uh, a, 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 like as you said, fascinating to see how they play this. Um, how much does Belichick uh, try to get into Wentz's head? Um, what are the matchups on the back end? Uh, I, I I just think this one's going to be an old school backyard brawl, and, and I don't know about you, Baldy, but and I know I'm, I'm not willing to put the Colts quite up there with New England and Kansas City. But if somebody told me that the Colts are playing in the AFC Championship game, personally, I wouldn't blink.
1: No, I wouldn't either. I mean, I thought they—you know—they were eleven and five last year, Jason. Now it's not the same; it's never the same team. But right when you look at um, some some guys like Michael Pittman is no longer a rookie; like he's he's a legit big time player. Jonathan Taylor, you know, finished the season strong last year. um, You know, after fumbling against Baltimore and being sat down and all this stuff. And now he's, you know, without Derrick Henry in the league, I mean, he's the best running back in the league. And so, yes. you know, Carson was brought in there to to basically take this team to a different level. And so, you know, that's still at play, if he can do that or not. Because, you know, in his career, he's he's played nine postseason snaps total Right. in his whole. So how you play in the postseason in these kind of games like Sunday really determines who you are. You can look at all the stats you want. And all the metrics, and that's fine. But you're gonna be measured by how you get how you play in big games. You take care of the ball. Can you make those four or five plays that determine the outcome of a game the way we see Brady and Rogers do every week? He has to he has to show us that he can do that. Yes. And, and so, and I'm sure Belichick is gonna challenge them a lot of different ways, a lot of different fronts. They've really become a zone team this year versus mm-hmm. what they have been in the past. They have changed their stripes a little bit, but they play that really, really well. So, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Colts there. 11-5 last year with an improved roster, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pay has really developed. He's coming on. Uh, you know, and so, I expect that team to be uh, a competitive playoff team. Uh, we got to see if they can still win the division yet. Still up for grabs. Yes. Yes, it is.
0: Um, yeah. I was looking this up this morning because I'm like, I don't think – Tampa's lost more than three games since last December. And, yep, since their bye week last year, including the playoffs, Baldy, Tampa Bay Bucs are 18-3. and three. Anytime you're winning 18 out of 21 games in the NFL, especially high-stakes games, because remember, they came out of that bye um, teetering last year and needing to go on a run. And to win 18 of 21 since then and, and get to a point where, I hear some people knocking them last week because like they let the bills back in that game. I don't know, man. That's a pretty that's a pretty good operation. When I I just feel like maybe collectively the football world is a little too tough on these guys and not quite as um respectful enough of what they're doing and how they're
1: doing it. Well, you know they won their last eight in a row last year, including the Super Bowl. Okay, and now ten and three this year. But you know, you just look at how Buffalo attacked Tampa. Like they didn't attempt to run, Jason. In the no, first half, no, it was like the playoff game against Baltimore all over I again. I mean, they're Brian basically David. saying they're basically saying that you know the bark of Vita Vea and Indominus Sue and Golston and that you know and Shaq Barrett, whatever. Like we're not even going to try to run the ball. So when You know, so you're playing basically with one hand tied behind your back. And they become a little bit easier to defend. They try to run it better in the second, you know, attempt some in the second half, which helped to some degree. But even the way that they can take a guy like Brashad Perriman, you know, and, you know, no Antonio Brown. They're looking for a third receiver. And they can integrate him within the offense on the fly to where he can win a game for you. And take advantage of Dane Jackson out there, you know, in the place of Tradavius White, uh, and and really expose a flaw in what Buffalo is trying to do and get them all confused on a crossing route. Um, they make the plays. They continue to make the plays. And really, when you look at the foundation of the team, yeah, there's Brady and Evans and and you know, and Leonard Fournette just continues to shine. But it's the same five offensive linemen, Jason. Yeah. It's the same five guys. And so there just has Such continuity offensively with what Brady sees, what he wants to do, what Arians wants to dial up, and how they can adjust in a game when you have an offense line that can both run block, protect, get on the perimeter and the screens. Like there's nothing that that group can't do. And it it gives them so much more flexibility on offense to attack you when you have such continuity up front.
0: They play the Saints this week, Baldy. I think the Saints are better than their record. I think the Saints have been dealt one of the worst hands of any team in the league, going back to having to relocate in the summer because of the storm and play a neutral site game and lose a Jameis Winston and never have Michael Thomas and barely have Alvin Kamara and lose your bookend tackles. And I mean, it it really has been the gauntlet. Uh, And they find themselves still in the thick of this thing. And if you look at some metrics like touchdown differential – It'll indicate that this is a pretty good football team. And I feel like Taysom Hill has settled some things down a little bit for them. And they are getting healthier. And they did beat the Bucks before. Could they uh could they pull an upset here, Baldy?
1: Well, I was I was there for that game um in the Superdome uh I don't know, seven, eight weeks back when they did upset uh Tampa. And that's the day that James Winston got hurt. Yeah. You know, and so Trevor Simeon came in. He made a couple of plays. Um, The one thing about that game that stood out to me was Sean Payton knew that, you know, with Brady on the other side, you've got to take some home run shots. Yes. And he did that in the game. And they connected. And it was a big – it was the difference in the game. Uh, Now, they they got two interceptions from Brady. And they do some things that, you know, I I think Brady would admit that – Uh, You know, he doesn't always see the cleanest picture. They do a lot of things with their safeties at the line of scrimmage. They do a lot of things in the middle of the field. They have intercepted Brady before. Um, You know, they've made life difficult for him. Opening game of the season last year, they took two away from him. And I'm sure the defense is sitting there with Cam Jordan and, uh, you know, Malcolm Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore. They're sitting there going, if we can get two, if we can get two from Brady the way we've done it in the past, and just give our offense a couple extra at-bats, better field position, um, we can win this game. And so I, I know defensively they feel like they match up well with what they want to do. You know Lattimore wants Evans, Evans wants Lattimore. You know that that's on. And so, you know, it, if you just say that's a stalemate and Braves has got to go other places, what can the rush get there? Can, can you move them, you know, off the spot? Can you do a lot of these – can you get them late in um, – the, the progression where he's got to force a ball too quickly and you can get one that's tipped. So I, they match up well, they know each other. They, you know, one thing about these division games that has to be you know reiterated is that you see these teams all the time in your cutups and you're seeing what they're doing when you're watching and studying other teams and you're seeing, you know, Tom Brady is seeing the bucks, you know, last week in their, uh, the saints last week in their win Yep. and you go, Oh, they're, 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 they're doing this again. Oh, I know this. And, and so it's always fresh. These division games are always fresh in your mind. And so, I, you know, I, I think Sean Payton knows how to coach this one. Um, and I think Taysom Hill presents some challenges with his ability to run the ball that can be uh, a little difficult for the Bucs.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think this is going to be a ball game. I, I really do. Um, I, I think Sean Payton will have his guys ready to play, and they know they win this one. It could be a real springboard for them. They still get the Panthers and the Falcons. Baldy, they finish with three conference wins here in the final four weeks. I think they'll be among the seven teams left standing. The Green Bay Packers don't have to worry too much about Making the playoffs, I, I feel like um, their body of work, their, their the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, they found a way, as they often do, to hit another gear in the second half of that game Sunday night and and pull away from the Bears to the point where they ended up covering despite being down much of the first half. I know that Aaron Rodgers talks a lot about that pinky toe. It doesn't seem to limit him too much no. in the games, Baldy. Um and they still may be getting back some serious, like kind of like the Cowboys. They may be getting back some seriously impactful players on their defense in the secondary. And and um, if if Zadarius Smith's able to come back to boost the pass rush, it's hard not to be bullish on the Packers right now.
1: I feel like the Packers use all these games. You know, last week against Chicago, down ten for much of the first half. Um. This this game, this weekend against Baltimore, he knows. Like, I just think they use each of these games as kind of a a way to improve certain areas of the team. Like, you know, like what Aaron Rodgers did in the pass game last week, whether it was to Mercedes Lewis or DeGuara or uh, certainly Devontae or Aaron Jones. I mean, his touch on the passes is, is unmatched in how well he sees the field and the throws that he consistently makes to break your back. Um, short throws, long throws, um, beyond the X's and O's type throws. This week, I think they'll use the Ravens as a way that, okay, you know Wink is going to try to get his blitzes home to get free hitters to you. You know it's coming. What's our hot reads? What's our reaction to it? What's our route combinations this week versus Baltimore versus Chicago? Like, I think they use all these things to kind of build up a treasure chest mm-hmm. of ideas to get yourself ready for the postseason, And it shows up every week and they're, they're you know, they've won 36 games, Jason, in the last three years, like nobody's won 36 yeah, yeah. games and there's more to come. And this is a very well coached team. Very well coached The the game plans that Nathaniel Hackett and the group put together are amazing to me and how, how many different, things they can do. Obviously, the quarterback has this, um, you know, this war chest of ideas and and plays and all that, but you can, can only do as much as your offensive line and the talent around you can handle. And so it's just amazing how they can put all these different things in these these different hoppers and pull them out when they need it. And that's what they did against Chicago. And I'm sure this weekend's Baltimore, they'll be drawing some stuff up on the sideline, to defeat some of the overload pressures that you know they're oh. going to see from the Ravens.
0: Well, and, and Baldy, I, this will be an interesting matchup, and we know that John Harbaugh's team, if nothing else, plays with guts and intensity, and they found a way to rally and probably should have beat Cleveland last week, even though they were under man. But I just look at this matchup, you know, and what's going on in Baltimore secondary now, no Marlon Humphrey, Mar- Marcus Peters hasn't played a snap all year. Um, they are not able to get past rush with four or five, but Baldy, you can't blitz without your best corner. So now you got to sit back and play zone, which means how willing are you going to be to activate, you know, the highest bousers of the world from your linebacking core or to blitz safeties and corners like Wink Martindale normally would. I, 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 I don't know, man. I think yeah. the, the the Packers are one of the best big play offenses in the league. The Ravens are the worst big play defense. It 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 looks like a bad matchup for the Ravens. It
1: does look like a bad matchup. Uh, we got to see what Lamar's condition is going to be. Maybe you got a little bit more information on that, Jason. I
0: think it'll be Huntley at the end of the day. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't. Th- which honestly, Baldy, if that if Huntley takes all the snaps and and Lamar's not going to be able to practice full, and Lamar's not hundred percent, I would I would play Huntley because he's looked pretty good twice with no preparation.
1: Yeah. And his mobility is elite and you don't know that, uh, you know, Lamar is going yes, to, if he did play, he's going to be hobbled. Um, and the pressure that green Bay can put on your quarterback, um, with Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark, the group that they have, it's pretty substantial. They're his own team, you know? And so, you know, I'd, I'd look out for Rasul Douglas out there. He's got mm-hmm. back-to-back games with pick sixes right now. Um, but, you know, I would love to see, you know, the, the, the game within the game. If, if uh, you know, Marlon Humphrey was healthy against Devontae Adams, that'd be a fun matchup to watch. Uh, but I, I just think Green Bay's got too many different ways to beat you right now. I respect how hard and gutsy Baltimore has been. I think, Jason, you, you, maybe you have this figure. I think they've got 20 guys on IR. Yeah. I mean, it's some crazy, crazy number. Yeah. Uh, and to still be in the the hunt right here, Um, you know, they've won these games in dramatic fashion. They've lost games in dramatic fashion. Um, it won't surprise me if they keep it tight all the way to the end and have a chance, but I think green Bay right here is, is looking at this going, all right, this is, this is our March. This is our March through December to get ready for the playoffs. And that's how they, they look like they're focused like that right now.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think that one has the potential to get out of hand on Sunday afternoon, although, again, most Ravens games end up being pretty close. One other game from last week to hit on before we uh, we get to the one-and-done bowl. Uh, Rams and Cardinals. Uh, this was another COVID-impacted game, Baldy. No, no Higby. Uh, no Jalen Ramsey. The Rams are finding a lot of this information out only within hours of kickoff, yet they go out there and play their game of the year. Aaron Donald looked like a first ballot hall of famer, pretty much every snap he played Matthew Stafford uh, was, was making um, ridiculous throws downfield to, to Van Jefferson and others. We know what Cooper cup can do. Um, and the Rams end up getting a, a much needed statement victory. Any takeaways for you for either of these teams coming out
1: of that one? Well, I mean, I've said, said it many times that the Rams are, are built on a star system. And when are stars, that include Aaron Donald. He, I mean he sacked Kyler Murray in the first play, took the right yep. guard and just ran him right back into him on the very first play of the game. Uh, you know, OBJ, uh, Matt Stafford. When they when their stars shine like they did, Cooper Cup, I still don't know how he caught that touchdown pass, <laughs> Jason. I don't know how it got through there. I haven't figured the, the science no. and the no, physics I don't know. I, I don't know
0: either, Baldy. Without hitting the ground,
1: I don't know. I don't know. So uh but you know, but when they play like that, I mean Stafford was error free, like they're hard to beat. However, you know, you think about it, um, DeAndre Hopkins, who never drops a pass, drops a fourth down throw, um, at, you know, inside the five-yard line that gets intercepted. You know, that's, that is that is a turnover. Um, you know, that's, that's points. They, you know, Kyle Murray throws, a, a, you know, interception in the end zone to Ernest Jones. The ball's tipped by Aaron Donald. I mean, he's going to throw a touchdown pass to Zach Hurts um, if the ball isn't deflected by Aaron Donald. I mean, that you know, it's two touchdowns potentially that you know the Cardinals could have. They're, they're still an elite team, and but the Rams, you know, they played they played error free, and they made the plays by their star players, and so that was the difference in the game. But Arizona isn't going away. They're still, you know, what James Conner is doing right now. Oh wow, yeah. is just amazing. Uh, he's having an amazing season. So I mean, look, the the, the Rams tightened it up. Uh, they played to their star potential. And they earned that win, but Arizona, uh, you know, they they're they're kicking themselves for you know some of the errors that they made in key spots in that game. Yeah, and and now you know I'll be fascinated to see what this means
0: for the Rams and if they do kind of kick it up to that 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 top level here down the stretch and if their stars shine brightest. To your point, Baldy.
1: Well, I would a- say also this: like I've watched Odell Beckham for a long time. You know, I mean, since his rookie year with the Giants and. 2014 this is the healthiest i've seen mm-hmm. in at least three years now i know he tore the acl last year the year before he had a you know he had a, uh, a lower abdomen injury all year i mean i've not seen him this healthy in three years and he looks like that guy like and his confidence right even on the touchdown catch last week like the swagger and the confidence is back he can take a shallow cross and look like jerry rice and go 40 yards like that makes a difference Like you're getting a healthy, confident Odell Beckham opposite Cooper cup. Like that's going to help this team out a great deal because I haven't seen him run and explode like this in a while. And and when he does that, like he's still a difference maker in this business. Well, we've saved
0: the worst for last Baldy. It's worth touching on this game because it, it, it could be somewhat historic in a weird way. Uh, The Texans and the Jaguars meet in Jacksonville. Both have first-year head coaches who were surprise hires to many. Um, They are in the same division, and both these coaches could be one and done. I don't believe that's ever happened before in NFL history. The Jaguars have been in complete disarray since Urban Meyer got there. He's never won over the trust and respect of anyone uh, enough to lose it. But let's just say he doesn't have it. The quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, has come out publicly and basically questioned the head coach for the 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 usage of James Robinson, who would be the quarterback's best weapon right now. Baldy, the Jacksonville Jaguars in their last seven games in the first half have scored 28 points combined. They have two first-half touchdowns in their last seven games. Both are running the football. Trevor Lawrence has not thrown a first-half touchdown since the end of Week 6, Going two minute drill. It's Marvin Jones in London. We're we're almost to Christmas. He doesn't yeah. have a first half passing touchdown since yeah. the middle of October. What the bleep is going on?
1: Well, you know, I, I there was there was some failed comparisons to the hire of Urban Meyer with the first pick to what Jimmy Johnson did in 1989. Ooh. You know, and he had the first pick, so you you, yeah. you, you get Troy Aikman okay, you get Trevor Lawrence, all right? The Cowboys were one in 15. Uh, Troy Aikman took his lumps. Jimmy Johnson's like fired his offense coordinator, got Norv Turner in there, made a bunch of trades, built that team up very quickly. So, you know, he had Hall of Fame credentials by the time he hit the second year. Um, it, 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 that's a long shot that Urban Meyer can do this right now. Uh, but, but what's disappointing like Trevor Lawrence, they get shut out last week by Tennessee. Tennessee's a quality defense, but you know in the four interceptions—they weren't all his fault. Although he was fooled by a couple of things. Yeah. Um, you just don't see development. I mean, you could read off all those stats, and they're all true. Um, Jason, I think he's thrown one touchdown pass in the last six weeks. Um, you're shut out. You know, if if they, you know, if this week, if Houston comes to town this week, and they beat Jacksonville, and that it's would be another- a sweep. Yeah, be a sweep. it's a sweep, and and Trevor Lawrence looks lost. Yeah, you you have to say, look, you can suffer through a bad season if your quarterback is improving and you have something to build upon. But this was a generational talent that everybody yep. agreed on. Yep. Like it's a can't miss selection, and right now you can't say anything really good about nope. Trevor Lawrence except nope. that he survived so far. Yeah. Um, you know, but you don't see improvement no. and part of it, I believe is, you know, like, look, look I, I don't like the offense that Brian Dable and Brian shot uh-huh. are, are putting together, but you know, you, that's what this thing, and the, the offensive line is not a crumbling mess, right? They're actually a pretty quality, decent offensive line. So they've got a, a decent offensive line, but the quarterback is not developing. And so, if Houston goes in there, Houston will play hard. Yes, I, I believe that they're going to make a change and, and rebuild this whole thing from the ground up. Um, you know, they just unloaded Zach Cunningham, and you know all this kind of stuff that's happened up there. Uh, but but if if those Jacksonville fans see Trevor Lawrence struggle like he did last week against Houston and lose, like the the drumbeat is just going to get really loud. Yeah, to to make a change because. You, you can't go through the season and not help develop your quarterback and see some improvement there. If you see that, then you can start saying, okay, we got something to build upon. But you can't say that right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, I shot Khan, whether it's after this game or if they lose to the Jets the following week or if he wants to wait till the end of the season. But uh, subjecting Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson and that group to another year of this uh is unfair and frankly baldy it won't happen because uh he's going to be hearing in these exit interviews a whole lot of if you want to keep that coach that's fine but get me the bleep out of here because i'm not you know i'm not wasting another year of my career with this operation that's hopeless and has no chance of working and i can't believe anything that comes out of the coach's mouth
1: yeah well i mean the quarterbacks, you know, they carry a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. You know, especially when you get what you think is the guy that's going to turn your franchise around the way yep. Josh Allen turned Buffalo around. I mean, that's what you're hoping for. And yes. so you can suffer through losses and rookie pains if there's if you can within Progress. the framework. Yeah. But when you're shut out by Tennessee and <laughs> – you throw four interceptions and you could barely cross midfield, mm-hmm. um, you know, at this stage of the season. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's you know, it's, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the the, the results kind of just say everything you need yep. to hear.
0: Yep. Yep. And you put everything else on top of it, and uh, that is a, that's an untenable situation.
1: Um, Baldy,
0: where are you this weekend?
1: I am uh, headed to the Bay Area. I'm going to see. The 49ers and the Falcons, Falcons trying to get to 500. 49ers trying to uh, make a late-season push to the playoffs. Uh, George Kittle is going off.
0: Whoa, wowie, wowzers. Going off
1: like nobody's business right now. So, uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to get to the Bay Area to see. uh, I have not seen – you know, sometimes you got to see these young kids. Yep. um, You know, live. I've never met Kyle Pitts. I know he's from Philadelphia. I've never seen him play live. I'm really anxious just to see Kyle Pitts here. And, um, you know, when I watch uh, Cordero Patterson play, I I kind of just wonder. I know Belichick did some things with him out of the yes. backfield. But yes. this guy is a true dual threat. And I'm yes. just wondering how some of these other teams just missed on all of this with him. So I want to see yeah. Cordero. It's been a while. He's got 10 touchdowns. He's never had 10 touchdowns in a season. Yeah. Uh, he's got ten so far this year. More to come, I think. We so, um, should be good. Yes. Yeah. Well, that and whoever
0: wins that game, obviously, is is in good shape uh, to continue their wild card drive. Well, we look forward to watching Week 15 along with all you guys, and we thank you as always for listening to us here on Baldy's Breakdowns. Thanks to our friends at Odyssey. Please, um, if you like what we're doing. Uh, let us know. Give us feedback on Twitter, at Jason Lockinfora at Baldy NFL. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app, whatever, please subscribe, rate, and review us. We always appreciate your time in doing so. We wish you guys all the best this week, and we look forward to reconvening with you next week as we get set for Week 16 here on Baldy's Breakdowns.